Welcome to the Department 12 podcast. And in case you didn't know it, Department 12 isn't just this podcast. It's this podcast plus a blog with articles written by myself and by other people. And it's also a newsletter. And they all live together as one happy family in a home that we call department12.com. So please go there and check it out. Another feature we have on department12.com is the mailbag where I answer questions, obviously. And one of the most viewed articles in the history of Department 12 is one of those questions. Uh, It's from a gentleman named Colin Wilbanks, and he asks me how to get access to empirical research when you're no longer in academia. He recently graduated from a master's program, and he's trying to figure out how does he stay up to date without paying. Uh, This is the the aspect of the scholar-practitioner gap uh, that doesn't show up very much in, in journal articles themselves, which is that when you're a scholar or a scientist, you tend to be associated with a university, which gives you access to all these academic databases and more than you could possibly read. And then when you leave, you don't. Um, it's it's kind of like one day you're a graduate student filling up a plate from this all-you-can-read buffet, and the next day you're like a stray dog scrounging for abstracts in the back alley dumpsters. So I'll give you some tips on how to find this research free or nearly free when you're no longer uh, a student or a faculty member at a university. First is start with your alma mater. Some colleges and universities offer alumni courtesy access to a limited number of databases, uh, usually not the whole enchilada, but some. Uh, If your school doesn't do this, ask them why not. Uh, Next, try out someone else's alma mater, by which I mean Check in with any local public colleges or universities and ask their librarian if they offer library memberships to the general public. Sometimes this is free. Sometimes it costs a little bit of money, usually not too much. Private colleges and universities tend not to offer this program because they don't want you hanging around their library, creeping out the paying customers. If these options come up empty, stop by your local public library because sometimes just a regular lending library has an agreement with a statewide or regional library system that can get you access to academic databases, either there at the library or from your home using your library card. Definitely worth checking out that option. Next, hit up Google Scholar. Uh, You should know where this is. If not, I have a link to it in the show notes. A surprising number of entries now include links to full-text PDFs. And even if you can't get the whole article, you can get leads to chase down from other sources. You can also join ResearchGate, link in the show notes. Uh, It's basically a site for geeks to share their papers with other geeks outside the prying eyes of journal editors. Academia.edu is a variation on the same theme. I haven't seen as much in Academia.edu as I see in ResearchGate, but it's worth checking out. Uh, SciArchive is another great resource. Uh, It's for preprints. If you don't know what that is, it just means it's a draft of a paper that you share uh, for free with the world before it gets published in a journal. So it may or may not be exactly what's published in the journal. It's a preprint, so uh, it may end up going to into a peer review process and be revised somewhat significantly, or it may be pretty damn close to what the finished product is, taking a little bit of a risk there. But SciArchive is definitely worth checking out. You get not only the drafts, very often you get access to supplemental materials and even data sets. And finally, you should never, ever, ever go to Sci-Hub. Uh, it's totally illegitimate, totally illegal. So whatever you do, do not go to Sci-Hub using the URL provided in the show notes.